0: amen and uh, we'll continue with the uh, topic here the names of god as last week bishop was dealing with jehovah Rapha, rafa which is god our healer and dr matole dealt with jehovah jireh god our provider these names are not just names to make god feel good but these are names that are promised names God's faithfulness, there was an encounter with certain people. And because of that encounter, they will say, God, you are the provider. God, you are there. Because Jehovah Jireh came about when uh, Abraham was supposed to sacrifice his only son, the only son of promise, the son that he got after 100 years. And God says, go and sacrifice. And when Abraham went to sacrifice, just when he was about to step uh isaac god provided and god says to abraham now i know you have confidence in me may these names also help us to understand that based on the promises of god let god know that you trust him because of these names that we have and jehovah uh, our healer is god said i've sent my way to heal your diseases God wants us to stay healed. God wants us to be made whole. And when you believe God is a healer, because only when you receive God as that name, it's only then that you'll enjoy the promises of God. So we really thank God to know that he sent his way to heal us. We really thank God to know that Jesus Christ took all our infirmities. He took our sicknesses, our diseases, so that we are made whole. And today our focus is on Jehovah Shalom. God our peace. Amen. Amen. So from uh, this topic here today, we hear that l- the Lord is peace. He doesn't have peace. He is peace himself. He gives peace that surpasses all understanding. You cannot imagine what it means to have peace in God, Jehovah. But once we have Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior and you are guided by the principles of the word of God, you have peace that surpasses all understanding because whatever you do, it means you use the word of God to filter information that comes through into your life. So that is the the filter you, you are using. And once you use that, you'll have peace because you will respond to life according to the guidance of the word of God. Amen. So that's why we have Jehovah Shalom God, our peace. And this was after Gideon, as you remember, the children of Israel, after leaving Egypt, going to the promised land, the Bible tells us that other nations would fight against them, and the Midianites would fight against the children of God. Now, Gideon was scared, was vulnerable, was hiding. He he didn't want to go to war because he was very disappointed, very scared, fearful in his heart that the Midianites may conquer them. And as he was hiding, God comes to him and he says, you are a man of valor. You are the one who are going to bring the salvation of children of Israel. And when God says, when God points you because you have a a purpose or a, a, a mission to fulfill, God will equip you. And we realize that as uh, Gideon was negotiating with God about this, God ends up saying, I'm going to do this. I promise you, I will never allow the Midianites to overcome you. You will conquer them. And because of that, Gideon builds an altar and he says... Through this altar, the peace of God is upon us. We will never go through war with the Midianites because God has granted us peace. And that's why he called that altar uh, uh, Jehovah Shalom because God gave them peace in the midst of challenges. Amen. That you read in Judges chapter 6, verse 23 to 24. May we read it. It says, But the Lord said to him, Peace. Do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it the Lord is peace. To this day it stands in offer of the Abizrites. So now it's very clear the very promises of God are still standing. You may be afraid. You may be going through issues in life and God says, don't be afraid. I'm the God, your peace. I'm Jehovah Shalom to you. Amen. So looking around the world, we see and hear of wars, fighting, murders, corruption, abuse. So many things are happening. There are weapons of mass destruction that have been constructed uh, secretly, secretively and so on. It shouldn't uh, you shouldn't allow such information to bring fear in your life because God is Jehovah Shalom he's the god of peace he wants you to enjoy the peace that comes from him so if you trust in the living god such such news or rumors of war they shouldn't move you whether corruption or what even if you are in this world you are not moved because you know that God will protect all your transactions. When you trust God, God will prove himself faithful. It's an irony that in the Middle East, they use this word shalom, but it is a war-torn region. And what does this shalom mean? why Why was Gideon happy to know that God will keep his covenant? God will prove himself faithful to those who trust him and yet we find there's no peace in the land. So you realize that after Jesus, after the crucifixion and ascension, uh, Jesus doesn't leave us without hope. Because can you imagine if I was uh, Jesus' disciples and next thing Jesus is taken to Golgotha, is crucified, arrested, all that happens. It would scare me to death to say, should I follow a leader who's going to be crucified like that? Possibly I may be crucified myself. But Jesus gives them hope. He shows them there's a reason why he has to go through Calvary. Amen. So he gives his disciples assurance because he knew he will be going back to the Father and he gives them a will. A will is like, it's it's a document that you sign to say, when I'm dead, this and that should happen. And now we are confident that Jesus is not just dead, Jesus is with God Jehovah. We were just singing a song that uh, Jesus is interceding for us. We are all seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. What does that mean? It's the hope that we have that we are not alone. Jesus Christ wants to intervene on our daily affairs, wants to be involved with us on everything. He wants us to have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. So the disciples were given this hope to say, don't despair. God is on your side. So he prepares to leave them valuable treasures he owned for his beloved uh, disciples. As we will realize, as Jesus Christ wants to here on earth, he led a peaceful life. He was able to, to draw from the promises of God, from the word of God. That's why even when he was tempted by the devil during the 40 days fast, he was able to say, devil, it is written. He didn't allow any fear to come upon him. He didn't allow the last of the eye to be a distractor. But he allowed God, Jehovah, to be Jehovah Shalom. Even if you may be promised that which is not right, don't find yourself being vulnerable. Know that God wants you to say it is written. It is God who will provide because we did the, that one year, Jehovah Jireh. Amen. So he said, one of the things that he gave us, he gave us that peace. He gave us the peace, which is the shalom. Peace is vital and will determine the quality of life we live in this world. You know, when you are peaceful, you make decisions that are sound. When you are peaceful, you are able to reason well. But whenever you are chaotic, whenever you are in confusion, you make convenient decisions. But God doesn't want us to make convenient decisions. He wants us to make uh, uh, decisions that are filled with the promises of God, knowing that because Lord is standing, I'm standing my ground just like the book of Ephesians says, that stand after you've done everything. Stand on the promises of God. Stand on what God has told you to do. Amen. So peace is very important, and that's why knowing Jesus Christ as the Prince of Peace is very important. And that's why we need to accept him, because it depends what's in your heart. Amen. Amen. So the truth is, more, more stuff can never bring us true peace. We realize that often we believe more money, more possessions, more vacations, more social outings, And more friends would bring us happiness and translate it into peace in this chaotic world. You may have more of everything, but if you don't have the Prince of Peace, you cannot have the peace that God is talking about, the peace that comes from God, Jehovah. Amen. So we need to realize that Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He is the peace. So peace belongs to him, and that is why... Only Jesus can give us this peace. Only Jesus. You cannot buy it from a shelf. You cannot have special relationships somewhere. It is Jesus who will give you the peace and the joy of God. Amen. Let's read John chapter 14 verse 26 and understand what is this will that God, uh, Jesus has given unto us. What is the promises? What is the, where should we establish our confidence in the word of God? It says... Uh, I read it from uh, Amplified Bible. It says, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, a standby, the Holy Spirit. Basilani, if we don't know you are born again and you are in a charismatic church and you don't know who is this Holy Spirit, the Bible here through the Amplified Version, it clearly puts it that he is our helper. He is our counselor. If you are confused, you don't know what to do, go to the Holy Spirit and ask direction from the Holy Spirit because he will give you counsel. He is your helper. If you don't know what to do, if ever you are overwhelmed, go to the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ says, I'm giving you this person of the Holy Spirit to be your strengthener. If you feel weak in whichever area, The Holy Spirit is there to strengthen you. And he says, he'll be a standby. It means he'll be your support. So you are not alone as a child of God. Let's know these promises because if we don't understand these promises, we will be vulnerable in life. So being born again is not for sissies It's not for weak people. It's people who understand that the Holy Spirit is there to give them whatever they need in this life. And that's what it says. And it says, Whom the Father will send in my name. Now realize, this Holy Spirit doesn't come in any other name. It comes in the name of Jesus Christ. It says, in my place. It means it's a replacement of Jesus. As you know, Jesus was a physical being whilst here on earth. He was limited to time and space. But now he's saying, I'm sending the one who will be present with you. It doesn't matter where you are. He will be there with you. That's the confidence that we have in Christ Jesus. You don't have to be at a particular place at a particular time. But just knowing that he dwells in the inside of you. Amen. And he says, in my place to represent me and to act on my behalf. Why does the Holy Spirit act on behalf of Jesus? Don't forget, Jesus is the word, the word that created in the beginning. Jesus is the word that became flesh. And that's why your words are very important. We need to learn to respect the words that you are speaking, because the words we're speaking have creative powers. Now, if ever Jesus Christ say, the Holy Spirit is going to replace me, then it means, as the Holy Spirit advises you on the word of God, speak but the word of God. And the word of God will perform just like the word of Jesus performed. Just like the word performed in the beginning. Amen. Amen. And he says, he will teach you all things. He will t- your standby, your supporter will teach you all, not some things. All, on all is all. I don't know, what does it mean to say all? It means all. Nothing left. So he is there to teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall. Will remind you. Wow, Holy Spirit, thank you. Bring you to remembrance everything I have told you. So can you imagine when you are stuck and the Holy Spirit reminds you, said, Jesus said, don't be fearful. I'm there, I'm with you. When you're sick and he says, you know what, I took your infirmities. Whenever you are challenged, whenever there is no peace in your life and says, remember, I'm the prince of peace. Whenever there's chaos, whenever there is lack and says, remember, I'm Jehovah Jireh. Whenever he says, I'm in, I'm God, I'm there with you. That's the role of the Holy Spirit, to remind you what God has in store for you. Amen. Amen. Verse 27, it says, peace, I live with you. That's your will. Peace, the peace of God, it says, I live that peace with you. My own peace, I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. You know, when the world gives you peace, you must show some favor one day. But it's the peace, it's my will to you. I give it to you. Amen. Do not let your hearts be troubled. So it means no BP to those who believe in Jesus Christ. Don't be troubled because, I mean, we have BPs because it's troubling. So the chemical side, balance, a It's a name. It should come under the name of Jesus Christ. It's a name, BP. I know it's a common disease that we have accepted. We don't have to accept BP. Okay. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. But the Lord, if fear limits you from receiving the promises that you have in God Jesus. Don't allow any fear to come to you because fear you are scared of something that is not there. It's imaginary. Fear, it's so imaginary. So it says, Don't be afraid. Amen. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Don't allow anything to disturb you. You know what? <laughs> you are agitated how do you say oh unsettled you don't have the peace and jesus says i'm the priest of peace stabilize stabilize in life know who you are and he says do not permit yourself to be fearful don't it means you can control fear so fear is not about your circumstances it's the issue of the heart so it means you can control it he says Don't permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. That's the word of God. So that's the shalom, that's the peace of God that we're talking about. It's our will. God wants us to have that kind of peace. Peace whereby even if things are bad around you, you know that the greater I am. Jehovah God, Abba, Daddy is with you. The, the one who is greater than anything. No one is greater than God. How big is your God? It's your understanding that will tell how big is your God. Amen. So don't allow the things of this world to unsettle you when you know the word of God. Amen. So the word bequeath means to live or to give personal property. If I give something to you and it's my, personal, it's my personal property, you know nobody will claim it again because it's mine. It's either I claim it back or I don't know, or you don't want it. But I'm giving, he says, I'm giving you this peace. So we need to accept the peace because if you refuse the peace, you won't have the peace. The peace of God. Amen. And it says, uh, it's something that is giving you personality. So Jesus saw that we, should ne- we, sh- we would need peace, mostly in this world, not money or physical possessions. It's not how many cars you have. It's not how much. Uh, your bank balance is not an issue, but you need the peace of God. The joy of the Lord should be your strength. Yes, it's good. You know, the challenge with money and everything, that's why Jesus Christ didn't leave us with too much money. It's because you know that you will trust the money more than trusting God. So that's why you need the peace of God for you to stabilize in life. Amen. For you to settle in life. So when Jesus died, he left a will in which he gave his soul to the father. You remember before he died, he said, No one can take my life. I will give my soul to the father. So no one could, could don't sell your soul to the things of this world. Jesus refused, even under pressure. You know, Bazalwani, I like people like Abraham. The Bible says he died believing. What does that mean? Even if you are pressed, even if there's so much you are overwhelmed by your challenges, you don't give in. Yeah. Die believing. Let it be that you'll also be in Hebrews chapter 11 to say, he died believing. He refused to succumb to any other pressures of this world. Unfortunately, we are convinced somehow to say, you know what? Go there. Try somebody. power. It shows that you don't understand the peace of God. You are selling with your soul. And Jesus said, "Uh -uh, I only give my soul to the Father. May we give our souls to the Father, but no one else. Amen. Amen. As you know, his clothing, I mean, whatever he had, it was clothes. And then the clothes were given to the soldiers. So the soldiers shared his clothing. And the mother, he said to John, John, look after my mom. You remember what he said before he died? But to his disciples, which I believe you are one of them, you are the disciple of Jesus Christ. He said, who had left all to follow him? Who have left all to follow him? Don't forget there were fishers of men. There were business people. And instead, they chose to, to, to follow Jesus and fish men, not fish anymore. He left not silver or gold, but something better, which was his peace. Now, if ever Jesus asked silver and gold, why? It's the scripture. It's not from the scripture. It's not from the scripture. All that Jesus Christ wants you to have is the peace that surpasses all, having contentment in your spirit. Whether you have whether jakebichika sure, you know nakong it gets to be rough for shabakebichika but have peace in that. Have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. In Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, it reads this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So we have a counselor, we have someone. He'll be there because he's a wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. What does it mean? He is the I am. There's nothing impossible with him. So you have that and he says, that's what I mean when I say peace be unto you. Amen. And he says, and the government shall be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and the prince of peace. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, it says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. What is Jesus Christ saying? He's saying, I'm taking away the stubborn heart. The heart that is already corrupted by the things of this world and i'm giving you a you heart that is tender towards the things of god a heart that will hear when god speaks to you and may it be that we understand that's the peace the shalom that you're talking about because he is jehovah shalom so most of what we go through in life are dealt with internally our worries our fears and anxiety about the future so all those things you process with your heart we act out what is going on on the inside so your behavior tells me that what is how mukhari will see the peace of god upon your life if even the decisions that you are making they will show that what is in your heart and my prayer is that be filled with the word of God so that out of the, f- the fullness of your heart we'll see the fruits of the word of God operating in your life. Amen. So guard your heart after being born again. After accepting Jesus Christ, protect your heart. Don't expose yourself to negative environments. Don't meditate on that which is negative Because it's going to be like poison in your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it reads thus Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. It's a well. It's what what comes from your heart. Guard it. And if ever your heart is filled with the word of God, you will never be advised by the devil. Oscar Muisa. Oscar. It's not from God. It's not from God all that. Amen. So the enemy wants to steal the peace so that we not enjoy our inheritance. So understand this, and once you can comprehend that God has given us them, but the enemy wants to steal this peace from us. That's why, even when we read the Bible on a daily basis, it's very rare you you still remember everything. Why? It's the battle of the mind. It's the arena where the devil wants to to steal or to corrupt all the words that you have so that you don't act. According to the word of God. So, as born again children of God, it's our responsibility to guard our hearts. Amen. More families are getting disconnected, relationships are compromised. And accumulating more seems to be the things of the day. What happens? Is we are a bit selfish. We want more for ourselves. We are not even respecting the family that God has given us. And that is because of the attitude of the heart. But if we loved one another, if we wanted peace in our homes, if we wanted joy, to, you would be the peace that you want to see in your home. You will be an example of what it's like to live a peaceable and quiet life in all godliness. Amen. That's why the Bible says we are the living epistles. We are a testimony of what God is doing in our lives. Amen. So peace or shalom carries us through challenges in life. Whenever you go through challenges in life, the peace of God will carry you. The peace of God will help you to make right decisions in life. Amen. So, know how to filter information. The world will continue to move faster. The world will continue to move faster and darker as the end approaches. Things are not becoming better, it's becoming worse now. And the truth is this, how do you guard your, your heart so that you are not influenced by the world? You don't think or reason like the world does. Amen. So that's why it's so important to filter information that comes through, through the word of God. Amen. So circumstances dictate our inner peace. As long as we stay heart connected to God, to God's ways, His peace will Will always surround us. So, if ever we allow the word of God to reign supreme in our spirits, the peace of God will always protect us. I mean, think about it. Anytime that you made the wrong decisions, you were not advised by the Holy Spirit, you were emotional, you became irrational. You reacted. You didn't respond to the situation. And the word of God teaches us to respond to situations, not to react to situations. Amen. Amen. And the third thing is that the peace can be, am I right? The peace can be multiplied. If, the, if God is giving you peace, you, may in, you can increase this peace of God upon your life. It says, when you inherit anything from someone, these people expect you to expand it, not to squander it. Unfortunately, some of us, our parents gave us an inheritance, but we've squandered our inheritance. We didn't know how to manage the inheritance that you've given unto us because that was just the basic. It was a starter pack for you. You need to increase that. So the peace of God is a starter pack so that wherever you are, you can increase the peace of God wherever you go. Amen. So life has challenges and they get intensified. But the more you stay planted and grounded in the word and the promises of God, you realize that you can better handle what comes your way. So if ever you have the word of God, you are able to manage your life well. You are able to make right decisions. If ever it's time for tithing, you don't have to negotiate with red hangers and so on. You don't have to, you know your principles are in place, your values are in place. You know what comes first. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things will be added unto you. So whenever you are born again, God in your heart You know these principles are supposed to be in place. Why is it that it's like the church doesn't have power? It's because we don't observe certain principles. We don't act on certain principles of the word of God. We are not grounded on the promises of God. So we need to maintain your inner peace and be aware that it's very important to help you sustainable in this chaotic and confusing world. You need to understand that it's the word of God that will help you to make right decisions. To know when it's dark or when it's late, six o'clock, everybody will born. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Work hard for peace, knowing that lack of it creates a chaotic circumstances. If you don't have peace, Your circumstances are so chaotic because you are reacting to any pressure. That's why the Bible says, even if we are pressed from every side, we don't conform. We refuse to be pressed by the issues of this world. So that's the peace that God has given unto us. Amen. God is faithful in bringing us through the challenges of life. So let's trust God. The Bible says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as the one who will guide each and every step that you take in life. So the knowledge of his faithfulness should strengthen us more for the next trials. You know, if ever you know that God gave you a breakthrough in this area, there is no way that the devil will defeat you in, the, in that area because you will always remember. You still remember the Helper that was going to send us, the One who will remind us of all things, will help you to remember. You know what? Satan rowa hotel, but thank God, you know you conquered that. So. Fight those battles with the same strategy because God has given you a strategy to overcome the devil. Amen. So our peace multiplies when we grow in our understanding of who Jesus is. The more you understand who Jesus is in your life, the more you can make a case for Jesus, oh, you know what, I used to be like this. I wish to react like this to life. But ever since I accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I respond differently to the issues of life. And that way, it, it, it multiplies your, your, your area of growth, your understanding about the things of God. So peace is not absence of trouble, but the presence of Jesus. Amen. When you have peace, it means you have Jesus in your heart. Amen. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. It reads thus, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Once you know Jesus and know him intimately, have a close relationship with God Jehovah. You know, like you know your partner, you know your partner, even if they are about to lie, you just look at them and you say, okay, I know where you're going. <laughs> Whatever they do, they, I mean, you, when you know somebody, even if they are not happy, they don't have to tell you that they are not happy. You just look at them and you know, no, no, something is bothering them. So if you know God like that, Then you are empowered and you will grow. When you understand the ways of God like that, you are in a position to make right decisions about life. Amen. So the fourth thing is that peace produces miracle. When you have the peace of God, you are able to to experience miracle in life. What causes Jesus to move and operate in such supernatural means? Even in this antagonistic world even if when there's so much negativity around them i mean jesus christ the Bible says in nazareth they could not perform any miracle because they didn't believe in him but in spite of that jesus would still do something what is it what is it that is in jesus christ that will make jesus christ to still do the work of the lord it's peace you know when you have peace You are stable. Whenever decisions are made, you don't follow the masses. You follow the information that you have in your spirit about what the word of God is saying. I know majority rules, but majority is not right necessarily. It's not necessarily right. So you understand these things and you are able to have peace. So Jesus Christ had peace because he knew the ways of God. He wanted to please his heavenly father. He wanted to please God. That's why he had peace in his life. So Jesus, there was no room for fear. Jesus was not intimidated by anything. And that's why the Bible says we need to be bold. We need to be bold because the, the, the more you are bold, the more radical you become with your faith. The more you will stand in the gap and be able to live the name of Jesus Christ and be able to say, Jehovah Nissi, God is your banner because under all circumstances, you live the name of Jesus Christ so that you prevail in whatever issues you are experiencing in life. Amen. So therefore, there was no limit to what Jesus Christ could do because he didn't have fear in his heart. Uh, We hear about the story where Jesus Christ sleeps in the middle of an outrageous threatening storm. That is in Mark chapter 4 verse 38 to 34. And then when he was woken up by Peter, he was not frustrated, angry, or upset. He merely speaks to the storm and it stops immediately. May it be that when you find yourself in a chaotic situation you will speak from the peace of your heart and the chaos will stop immediately that's what the bible says let's read mark chapter 4 verse 38 to 39 it says jesus was in a, stern, in a storm sleeping on a cushion the disciples wake woke him And said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, what's the difference between Jesus and the disciples? Jesus understood the peace that God has given us. The disciples were moved by their circumstances. That's why they were more concerned about the storm. Verse 39 says, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died and it was completely calm. Do you have situations where there is storm in your life? Let's follow Jesus. Let's do what Jesus Christ did. Speak to the storm so that it becomes. Allow the peace of God to flow from your heart. Never allow those circumstances. Because, you know, there are certain things that will spite you. Things will be done to test your peace and never sell your soul by, respond, by reacting to those things. Respond with the peace of God. Tell those situations to be quiet. The other miracle that Jesus Christ performed is feeding multitudes of people from only five loaves and two fish. Jesus The Bible says there were this many. Can you imagine? There were almost, they say it's about 5,000 men. It's the number of people in this main auditorium. And you only have five loaves of bread and two fish, a lunch boy for a little boy. But Jesus, because he had peace inside of him, he knew that it is God, the source of everything. It's not about fish and bread. It's about God being the provider. It's about God being the source of everything. He understood that God is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide. And he knows how to provide at the right time and providing the right thing. Mark chapter 6, verse 41 to 43, it reads thus. Taking the loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And what I like, he looked up to heaven. He didn't say, you know, like some of us, when we see food, we pray after. We say, God, bless the food and everything that is within me. Because it has already gone within you. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But here, before he could do anything, he says, Lord, bless this food. Then he gave thanks to, he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of bread and fish. Basil, you know, if ever you have peace within you, if you enter a situation where there is storm, you never realize how contagious that peace, that peace that you bring in that environment, it changes the atmosphere. It makes everybody to start having peace and order. And my prayer is that may God use you mightily because you have shalom in your spirit. It was not about the, uh, the loaves of bread and so on, but it was because he knew that God will perform a miracle. May the peace that you have Perform miracles wherever you go. Even if you go in an, a situation, maybe at work they don't love you, they ostracize you, and so on. Once you bring the trees, you quieten them. You make them to think differently about you. But when you react to what they are doing, it will be njai janja or janja or whatever it is, your nail. It's never nice. So let the peace of God rule and reign in your spirit the bible says everybody was able to eat because he understood that he has the peace of god the other miracle is the story of lazarus jesus raises lazarus from the dead after he had been in the tomb for four days it is clear Bazalwani. There was smell. Possibly there were muggles and all sorts of things happening because it was not nice. It's been too long that uh, Lazarus has died. Let's read the story. But Jesus, the Prince of Peace, that's not what he sees. He sees life with the eyes of God. May you see life with the eyes of God so that even if it's bad, it's like it's rotten. There is no hope. Let the hope that you have in Christ Jesus be the one that will carry you in that situation. John chapter 11 verse 38 to to 44. Let's read. Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad order, for he has been there for day four days. Now, you realize, most of us, we are like Martha. We are moved by circumstances. We are not moved by the promises of God. We will respond to life according to what are the circumstances. Koso, koso, so and we are like that. Now, here I like it because, and what I like about Jesus Christ, he doesn't perform miracles alone. He involves other people. He tells them, I mean, even with the bread, the, the lunch, he said, You distribute the lunch. Now, with the tomb, he said, You roll the stone away. So that they are involved, they shouldn't just say, It's Jesus Christ who did it alone. They say, Get involved so that you can see the miracle of God happening. Amen. And then in verse 40 says, Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God. Do you want to see the glory of God? Believe in his word. Believe in the promises of God. Believe in what he says, because that's what will give you the glory of God. You'll be able to glorify God all the days of your life, not because things are different, but because you have the peace of God. You are obeying the commandments of God. Amen. Verse 31, so they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, I like Jesus. Jesus is practical and he's imparting the ways of God. He, had this, he has this confidence. He knows that whenever he calls upon God, just like Jeremiah 33 3 says, he's, he knows that when he calls upon God, God hears and answers him. But because he wants to teach these people the ways of God, he did it so that they can know that when you call unto God, God will hear you. God will answer prayer. And the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. So when you have the peace of God, you don't need a powerful man of God. You need your faith. You need your belief to say God, do this for me. Let the powerful man of God teach you the ways of God and you follow the ways of God because they need to teach you and guide you. The Bible says the fivefold ministry is there to equip the church, not to do the work for the church. So let the man of God guide you in the things of God and you act on these things of God and God will use you mightily. You'll see the power of God and you will be able to glorify God. Amen. So certain things were done to teach them the ways of God. 43. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped in strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Bazalwani, when you have the peace of God, when you understand the ways of God, you'll speak to dead things and they will hear you. I don't know what's a dead situation in your life. What are you saying? The Bible in the book of Mark tells me that if you tell this mountain to move, it's what you say to the mountain. It's not about the mountain, but what are you saying with your mouth? That's what is important. And now, if you have the peace of God, if you have the word of God, hid in your heart, you will speak the word of God over the situation because the dead situation will respond to your word. And you will realize that uh, Lazarus, as much as there was order according to mother, the smell was not good, but he came together and responded. He heard Jesus. The word of God is powerful. You can't compare the word of God with anything. The word of God is alive. The word of God is able to turn around our situation. May we take the word of God as is and act on the word of God. God will always uphold his word. God will make it a point that his word comes because God doesn't want to repent. He said, I'm not a son of man to repent. I can't say anything that I will never make it, see to it that it comes to pass. He's faithful as God, Jehovah. And we are learning this from, may it be that the peace of God that is upon you will make you to speak to situations that are dead in your life and will see life be like El, uh, Ezekiel seeing the video of dead bones and say can this live and said, Lord you know these bones can live may it be so because you are filled with the word of God and the Bible says the bones started coming together and there was life in the thing let it be that there is life in that situation that is really challenging you and God who is faithful will show himself mighty on your behalf Amen. Jesus said to them, take off the great clothes and let him free. God's desire is for us to be free. God's desire is that we should not be bound by anything. He, you know, he paid a dear price to redeem us from the slave market so let it be that we do not allow the devil to bind us again let nothing uh, bind you let it be that you understand that the peace of god you are not bound to your money you are not bound to your position possessions you are not bound to anything but the peace of god that surpasses all understanding that will give you peace so in john chapter 2 verse 1 to 11 we see the miracle of Jesus turning ordinary drinking water into wine that saves a wedding. You know, Mazalwani, these days, yeah, I see people when you go to weddings, you even bring your lunch boxes. I see people go with cooler boxes, whatever is inside the cooler boxes, because you know that the wine may finish before you get your, your portion, Now, Jesus Christ finds himself, and he was still young. Don't forget, he was very young at this time. He had not started working as he was called to work. And Mary says, whatever he tells you, do it. Jesus says to them, fill these vessels with water. It was pure water, drinking water. And thank God to say, when the host tasted the water, it was not ordinary water. It was water having a touch of God in it. And may it be that whatever you do, it will have a touch of God. And it will be the best thing that ever happens because you have the peace of God in your life. Amen. That's the miracle that will happen when we allow Jehovah Shalom, the Prince of Peace, to reign and rule in our hearts. Amen. 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 So Jesus performs miracles once here on earth, and he even promised that we would do greater things than he did. Can you imagine, Basil if you believe, don't do it for experience sake. Do it because you believe it. And God Almighty will grant you the desires of your heart. Amen. So often we lose sleep over situations that only Jesus can handle. We worry about provisions, sicknesses and diseases. We are anxious about being embarrassed from if we can't keep up with our friends. But I'm telling you, Jesus can handle those situations. Never find yourself in a position whereby you even compromise your soul simply because you want to keep up with friends. Amen. So today, let's give all over to Jesus Christ so that we have no control over anything. There's no control. We allow Jesus, we surrender all. You know, it's so nice. We sing the songs, I surrender all, all to him, my blessed Savior. But when it comes to actual surrendering, It's another story. I think as Christians, we have a challenge in practicing the word. And may we start being doers of the word. Because Mary told people, whatever he tells you, do it. So this morning, I want to tell you, do what the Bible says, and you will see the hand of God upon your life. You'll see the glory of God upon your life because you are the doer. The Bible says, if ever we are only hearers, not doing what the Bible says, we are deceiving ourselves. Don't be deceived because God wants to use you. You are a vessel and there is a reason and there's a purpose why you are on earth. You are here to glorify Him because the Bible says, we are His ambassadors here on earth. Amen. Amen. So let's allow Jesus Christ to be bigger than any situation that you that are confronted with. It might be sickness. It might be peace that is threatened in your home. It might be whatever it is that you are going through. May it be that you allow Jesus to be bigger than that situation. Make Jesus bigger so that that thing is conquered by Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. The fifth thing is that peace keeps miracles. When you have peace in you, you are able to sustain the things that you have, the things that God has given you. Let's think about the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says he had, she had spent everything that, that she had to try to get healing, but it was not happening. Instead, he was embarrassed by even a, a, physicians and so on. But thank God, she heard about Jesus. How will they repent unless they hear? She heard about Jesus. And the Bible says, this is what, then her hope was established. She heard about Jesus performing miracles. Her faith grew and she had hope that if she contacts Jesus, she will receive a, a miracle. She didn't say, I want an appointment with Jesus. She says, only if I touch. He he doesn't even have to be aware that I did what I did. I'm saying, what I've heard, if Jesus is Jesus, all I need to do is just to touch the hem of his garment and I will be made whole. May it be that it's your wish that let it be that as I've heard the word, I will act on the word, and I will be made whole. That's what the Bible says here. And the Bible says, only the prince of peace could raise our faith, could make us have better. He he was advised, she was advised on many other things, but they never worked. It's only when she heard about this Prince of Peace that she says, okay, I'm changing the gears. Now I'm cruising. And I believe God, I'll make it in this life. Amen. Now Jesus says to her, daughter, your faith. He didn't say, you touched me. You were not on the table with me. Your faith. Your faith. You trusted me enough. You had confidence in me. That's why you received your healing. Let's read that in Mark chapter 5 verse 34. And he said to her. Daughter. Your faith. Your trust. And confidence. In me. Springing from faith. In God. This is self-explanatory. This is amplified. It amplifies the understanding. You know, sometimes when you say your faith has made you whole, you don't understand what went in through that. Go the faith, the channel, everything that she had to surrender to believe in God. He heard the word, he trusted the word, he believed the word, and he touched the word, and the word performed miracles on on her behalf. And this is what actually happened. And it says, go in or into peace. Why go into peace? Don't forget she was a troubled woman. Having sickness and diseases almost throughout her life. Now he says, shalom unto you. May the peace of God be upon you. And he says, be continually healed and freed from your distressed, distressing body disease. Pastor Lani, free of charge. Free of charge and are continually, meaning none of the diseases must be hate that they are among us if we are able to appropriate the word of God. It doesn't matter what condition it is. All we need is faith in God. It's understanding that the word of God is true. And when we act upon the word of God, God will see to it that he performs. You are not the healer. It's the word that he sent that will heal you. Amen. So he says to him, go in peace. And continue to receive your healing. It means, that's the reality of what the Word of God says. So, my prayer, have faith in God. And may it be, you are already healed because you understand what the Word of God says to you. Keep the miracle. If ever it has happened that the the 12 years of suffering is healed just by faith, why don't you have faith for many other things that may happen in your life? So inner peace is equal to a happy life. You want to live a happy life, allow shalom to occupy your heart. Allow your shalom to inform every decision that you make because the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Inner peace is not dictated by outward circumstances, but by knowing and operating in the heritage we have from the Prince of Peace. It's a heritage. You still remember the will that he gave to us? The will that we read about on John, the book of John, chapter 14. When he died, he said, I give my peace to you. And that's what he said. So let's enter into God's peace by giving Jesus authority over our lives. By allowing the word word of God to reign and rule in our times. By prioritizing the word of God in our lives. In conclusion, let's read again John chapter 14, verse 26 to 27. May we all read it. Okay, let's start. But... May that be your portion May that be the peace of God That will reign and rule in your heart May that be what will guide and inform your life May we just pray My prayer is that the heritage is priceless And it's beyond comparison May it be that all of you will be able to possess this Because it's the peace that God is giving us Let us ask the Holy Spirit to teach us how to activate and use the inheritance of peace. Because we need guidance from the Holy Spirit from the verse that you just read. And cultivate a peaceful heart. May we learn to know that it is our responsibility, it's not our circumstances that will give us peace. May we cultivate that kind of heart whereby the peace of God is filled in our hearts. May we ask God to open our eyes of understanding, to enlighten us to see Jesus in scripture every day. As you read the Bible, may it be that you see what Jesus Christ has conquered on your behalf. May you see your will. May you see the promises of God happening in, the, in your life. Grow your knowledge of his greatness. Let it be that your challenges are never bigger than God himself. You allow God to be the great I am. God is faithful in character. So let it be that we realize his faithfulness is what will grant you the peace that surpasses all understanding. And let the inheritance of peace be multiplied many times in your life. May it be that it's not just a once-off miracle, but it's your lifestyle where you are enjoying the peace of God in your life. And let worry have no room in your heart. That's my prayer. May it be that your hearts will be filled with the power of the word of God. You will be so positive about life that you see possibility wherever you go. And may it be that as this song is played, you will meditate on the word of God and you will think about the peace that I believe each and every one of us in this house, we need that peace. There is a place where the devil wants to rob us the peace and the joy of of the Lord, but this peace will come may your peace reign in our hearts may we have this confidence that indeed you see and you know our troubles even in the midst of storm lord may we trust in you to know that you are the prince of peace lord i pray for each and every individual that is in this house today even those that are streaming that daddy may your peace that surpasses all understanding be upon their lives oh god you know the pressures of life. You know the issues that they are going through. But Daddy, you said, you've given us this inheritance that is peace. And I pray that may your peace that surpasses all understanding be upon each and every one of us. Let it be that we will never worry about everything, anything, but we will trust you as God, Jehovah, to see us through this life. For Father, your word says, jesus is interceding for us lord we bring our children before you wherever they are whatever they are doing lord that father may it be that the peace of god will be upon them and they'll be reconciled back to their families we pray for peace in our homes for we know that when there is peace in our homes there will be peace in our communities father You are God, you are Jehovah, and your promises are true. And we are confident that when we act on your word, you will not disappoint us. We give you glory, we give you honor and adoration. And Father, I pray, may it be that even as we are doing this series, it's not just to have a topic for a Sunday, but it's the power that comes from above, that flows to your people. In Jesus' mighty name. We give you glory, we give you honor and adoration. Amen and amen. Whilst our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, you might be in the house, you came on your own, or you are being invited, but you have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. You've never accepted this Prince of Peace to fill your heart. This morning, I just want to give you an opportunity so that you may respond to the prince of peace. And he will take away the heart of stone. And give the heart of flesh. Like the Bible says in the book of e- 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 Ezekiel. So if you are in the house. Would you please indicate by lifting your hand. So that you may pray with you. Because that's the beginning. You need first to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior of your lives. And the Bible says. Jesus, uh, the Bible says in the book of Revelation. Jesus is standing knocking at the door may you open the door of your heart so that he can come in and dine with you. Anyone in the house, wherever you are, just indicate by lifting your hand so that you may pray with you. Anyone in the house? Amen. God bless you today. I see that hand. Thank God for being so bold. Any other person, I know there are more people. Don't be ashamed. This is the time whereby we exchange power with heaven. We allow the heavenly power to reign and rule in our spirits. Don't be shy about it. God is seeking such. Anyone in the house? Any more people? God bless you. I see those hands from behind. Please, would you please take...